This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Today on CityCast Philly. Each week this month, we've been highlighting stories of Black Philadelphians doing incredible work in our city. And in the final week, I'd love for y'all to meet today's guest because she's found healing and a renewed spirit in the great outdoors. Plus, she's building a community of women and girls to share this passion. It's Monday, February 27th, 2023. I'm Trinae Nuri, and here's what Philly's talking about. Ajua Abrokwa, you're the founder of She Is Focused, which is a group that focuses on engaging women and girls with biking and hiking and overall wellness activities. What makes the Philadelphia area a good place to bike and go hiking? Oh, Trine, I'm so happy you asked me that question. So I'm a Philadelphia native. I was born here, pretty much raised here. And as a kid, my mother always took me to Fairmont Park. Like we didn't live far from the park. So we would go on hikes to the park. Um, in high school, I ran track. So we would practice um, for our cross country meets in Valley Green. And um, as an adult, I have discovered like the extended Schuylkill River Trail. Okay. That literally runs like from, like, I hop on in Maniunk. And it runs all the way up to like Oaks, PA and beyond. So Philadelphia is amazing for hiking, biking and running because we have so many trails and different pathways where whomever wants to engage can just hop on and become engaged. And they run all through the city. Okay, Ajua, take me back to the pandemic. Like many people, you found a renewed love of cycling during this time, right? I mean, when I during the pandemic, I found roller skating. <laughs> so, so I was cool. on wheels in some way. But tell us about that. Tell us, you know, how you reconnected uh, to cycling. We were on lockdown and in the house. And there were people in the house that typically are outdoors, you know, and Kids were home. I was home. Everyone's working from home. And I felt like I was going like stir crazy. And when I say that meaning, like when you can't do something, you know how you feel like I, I need to do it. I want to do it. And I yeah, wasn't like cabin to, fever a little bit. Like, literally I get out. <laughs> cabin fever. And I'm a runner. So I normally like to go out and run. Like that was my thing at the time prior to biking, prior to cycling. And there were so many restrictions around running at the time. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I had considered purchasing a bike some time ago, but it was just like up in the top of my head. I didn't really move on it. And I remember texting a friend and I'm like, what, you know, what's going on? It's pandemic. What you doing these days? And she said she was going to buy a bike. And I instantly was like, I want to buy a bike. So you knew how to ride a bike before, right? Yes. I knew how to ride a bike before. I rode a bike as a child around Philadelphia. And prior to getting like a 
a road bike, I was going to spin classes. Mm -hmm. However, once I got on the road bike outside, it changed the game for me. How so? I never really cared about the sun, the birds, the rain, anything. Meaning it's there, but I was not really in tune with aspects of the outdoor or the elements like I became once I got on the bike. And it really served for me as a form of active meditation during this time of uncertainty. It changed things for me in a very positive way where I felt like I could relax, although I'm being active, and I could really just think about things and put them in their proper place. And that's a part of the reason why I literally haven't gotten off the bike since. So when did you know, though, that, yeah, it's it's time to share this same passion of cycling with a larger community. When did you know that, okay, I got something here? I'm a, a leader by nature, and I, I'll say that confidently. I'm a builder by nature, and I'm a connector. So initially, when I started riding a bike, it was myself and a friend. Uh, another girlfriend and we were riding and it was just she and I and we would meet up daily and then um, a little time after that maybe a couple weeks after that we started or we joined a club the club we joined was a group of men and once we started riding with that club other women started to join us so we essentially started like a women's branch or a women's arm or division of that club and When you're sharing space with people, we're riding, we're laughing, you know, I like to get to know folks, right? I'm like, okay, I'm riding bikes with you all the time, but like, what do you like off the bike? And, you know, just building that community and engaging with one another, I started to like plan things off the bike. So I planned a game night. Um, I started talking about, you know, doing a vision board party. You know, we're on these bikes now. We're trying to take this a little more seriously. Let's set some goals around what we want to do, you know, in an upcoming year in regards Mm -hmm. to our cycling or personal development or what have you. And I recognized that there was an interest in these activities and um, a need, actually, because women actually were coming up with goals and they were happy we were engaging in, you know, the process of setting goals for ourselves on and off the bike. So... I'm like, this is a thing. What type of women were showing up? All different types. We had all different types of women. We had Muslim women. We had white women. We had African-American women. We had women that were in their 20s, multi-generational, multicultural. It was a very, very diverse space. I'll say that different right. skill levels in cycling. We had some that had been cycling already, but wanted to join us. We had women who like myself, who were very new to cycling. So it was a space where if you wanted to come, you know, fellowship, build community, have a good time and ride the bike. This is where you should be. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. 
So you've been really active in this cycling community. Back in 2021, you participated in the Tour of America's Dairyland, which is a bike series in Wisconsin. And you were one of the first Black Muslim women to do that tour. What made you want to participate? So I'm new. Remember, I'm new. I just got on a bike in 2020. So this literally was one year later. I was nervous. However... I saw that there was an announcement for women of color. If you've never raced before, if you wanted to race, if you thought about racing, you should apply for this grant. It was a grant. And the grant was being offered by the first African-American pro cyclist, Aisha McGowan. So she had like a campaign going out trying to recruit women to apply for this grant to participate in this race series. And I've been watching it. I've been looking at it. I've read through and I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. A woman that I admire tremendously, Khadijah Diggs out of Atlanta, Georgia. She's the first identifiable hijabi Muslim woman to represent and participate in triathlon for Team USA. So she's a triathlete. She's a Muslim woman. She's African-American and she wears a hijab. I love her because when I started cycling, that's who I look to for guidance and how to navigate this space. What do I wear? What do I eat? What do I do? And um, I remember her sending me the announcement for the grant. And she's like, you're going to apply for this, aren't you? Now, mind you, really? No. But okay, if you're saying I should, then okay, maybe I can. Yeah, that's great. And I know you talked about how important it is for you to find gear that supports your active lifestyle and your religious beliefs. And what are things, you know, you have to think about that other cyclists may not have to navigate? My hijab, so my head covering. The the one that I will wear on a daily basis is very different than what I wear when I'm on the bike. Other people don't have to think about that. They don't have to consider that. And for me, if I want to engage, be safe, and maintain modesty, there has to be a product out there that supports that. So having the sports hijab was huge. And in addition to having, you know, a jersey that was long sleeve but not super hot for me in the summer, and the bibs that nets the bottoms. So typically you'll see cyclists wear bib shorts. However, there weren't a lot of manufacturers that had, you know, the long bibs for the summer. So that part was a challenge for me. Things have shifted a bit because I think the awareness has begun to be raised about what the needs are of the diversity in cycling and then the needs of that diverse group. And then I learned, obviously, that there are other women who are not Muslim who would prefer to wear long sleeves in the summer just for sun protection. So that's good because we have like now... There's a market for it, right? There's a need for it. And I'm able to get what I need and engage in the sport and feel comfortable about doing so. But initially, it, it was a challenge. And one of the things that um it made me look, look at even further is just the industry and how much diversity is reflected in the industry. Because if you have folks who kind of push the buttons and call the shots in those spaces and places, then they can be the representatives of individuals like me and my peers that have these diverse needs 
they can speak to that and make sure that there's um, intentional or intentionality around creating space for us as well. Ajua, cycling can be a solo activity. It could be a group activity. But, you know, you're really building a, a group around this sport. What do you say to women and girls that haven't pedaled before? How do you encourage them to get active? I encourage them to get active by creating space for them. Having a beginner-friendly space a welcoming space, sharing my story, showing pictures of what I look like and how I got started to encourage them. And even if you don't have a bike and you want to engage, come on, we can, we have um, resources where we can get you to, you know, you can rent a bike. Uh, We have helmets where we can give you a helmet. Just come on, join us. We're creating the space for anyone at any skill level to feel comfortable engaging and once you get in, once you start, I'm telling you, you're not going to want to stop. And that's what we're finding. But it's one thing to ride on a protected path. But I haven't rode, you know, in a street since SEPTA went on strike. And I had an almost near death experience on 11th Street. So if I was going to get back into biking again, what would you recommend for me? Someone like me, someone who hasn't, you know, taking a ride in a long time? My recommendation would be grab your bike and hop on the Schuylkill River Trail. My recommendation would be grab your bike, go out to Bartram's Gardens. They have a nice protected trail over there where you can ride and practice. My recommendation would be to take advantage of MLK um, Drive. There's a portion of that that is cut off, no cars, and you can go and practice and get back in balance and get ready. But there are so many opportunities around the city. You can even go into the Wissahickon and um, there are trails there that you can ride on and feel safe and comfortable. And they're accessible all over the city. Ajua Abrokwa, founder of She Is Focused. Thank you so much for the recommendations and for sharing your story with me on CityCast Philly. Thank you for having me. If you want to learn more about how you can get involved with She Is Focused and learn how to ride a bike or just come along on a trail, we'll have links in our show notes. And here's what else Philly's talking about. The Philadelphia Industrial Development Corporation named Jody Harris as its next president. According to the Philadelphia Tribune, Harris will be the 12th president and the first African-American woman to serve in this role. PIDC is a nonprofit funded by the city and the Greater Philadelphia Chamber of Commerce. The organization says it supports business, job creation, and the revitalization of Philly neighborhoods. And the Free Library has Saturday hours at 10 branch locations. According to Billy Penn, this is the first time in three years. The hours are from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., with some exceptions for holidays. And it turns out that staff members are actually volunteering their time to work overtime to make all of this possible. Hey, y'all. Here is the CityCast Philly tip of the day. 
Before you hit the road, remember to wear your helmet while riding a bike. According to PennDOT, state law requires all cyclists under the age of 12 to wear an approved bicycle helmet. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you enjoyed the show, share this episode with someone you know who loves to ride their bike around the city. Rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter too. It's called Hey Philly. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Bye.